The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Hello, and thank you for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. My name is Carrie Charles, and I will be your host for this episode. And I am so excited today to have with me Kevin Coyne. He is the CEO of Summit Broadband. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on the show. Gary, really appreciate being here. Thank you. Good to see you. Yes, good to see you too. Well, let's get started. I really want to hear more about your professional career and your journey. And I know you've done so much. So let's talk a little bit about what brought you here today. Yeah, be glad to share. So it's been interesting because I took such a diverse path when I first started. I got involved into, I wanted to be a pilot. I thought I, I thought that was my career. So I went to school in Daytona Beach. So it's interesting. I came full circle. I started in Daytona Beach and here I am back in Florida with Summit Broadband. But I wanted to be a pilot. I'll get my pilot's license. And I quickly changed and got into accounting of all things. Like who would have guessed accounting? But I ended up taking the finance track early on, got a master's in tax, et cetera, and CPA license, and then worked my way into public accounting and met a great individual who was in telecom. And he was working for one of our clients out of Maryland, Annapolis Junction, Maryland, eSpire Communications. And he brought me on board. And that was my first exposure to telecom. It was so overwhelming. I'll tell you how overwhelming, as many people know. Every acronym is three letters in telecom. But I spent a number of years in Maryland with predecessor, as I said, Eastbuyer, and then eventually co-founded Fiberlight. And that was moved to Atlanta, our headquarters moved to Atlanta. So I spent just over 21 years with Fiberlight in various roles, CFO, COO, interim president at one point in time over my career with Fiberlight. So that was a great experience. We built that company from scratch, just over 17,000 route miles of fiber across various states. And this opportunity opened up with Summit Broadband. I had an opportunity to meet with the new investors that bought Summit Broadband two years ago and about two and a half years now. And they uh, were a great partner. And that's what really led me to move to Summit Broadband. So it's been exciting role, a little bit of been there, done that to some extent. Summit Broadband will share a little bit, hopefully today, on what we do. But that's really kind of the journey and based here in Florida and and loving every bit of it. Yes. And welcome to Florida. I'm in Tampa and you are now my neighbor. So uh, that's right. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You and everyone else in in the country, right? (laughs) The the timing couldn't have been better. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, let's talk about Summit Broadband. So introduce what you do, who you are, who you serve, your markets, please want to hear more. Yeah. And I'd like to, I'd like to maybe just start a little bit in what we as a company and the employees view a little bit of our vision here at Summit Broadband, because as we, we got to, into the assets and the people, I realized this company was awesome. I mean, it was just an awesome company, great base uh, assets, including the employees. And so for us, When we think about our vision and what we wanted to do together is we want to build this community of tomorrow. 
that really creates change through connection. And that's what we're doing. And we talk a lot in reference back to uh, an innovator that was right here in Florida many, many years ago, a very futuristic thinker. And that was Walt Disney himself. Mm-hmm. So we talk about what Disney wanted to create. He also wanted to create this community of tomorrow, but in a different manner and different facet. It was very futuristic. He wanted to create an Epcot, not the Epcot that we know that's been developed today, nothing like that, but it was a very futuristic community. And so we think about what we're deploying our products and services here at Summit. It's establishing future-proof type technologies and architecture throughout the community that can serve all facets of that community. And so as we move forward, we want to be able to take that underlying infrastructure and grow with technology and be able to interchange parts and pieces of it, but being able to serve all parts of that community. So when you think about what we serve and who we serve, it's really the products, leading edge products and services for residential. And we stay and tend to stay on the leading edge of those products and services, Gary. We want to, we are actually the first provider to offer XGS PON. That's 10 gig symmetrical speeds, download and up, upload speeds. And we've deployed that and executed that, a leading IPTV product set. We also offer for the commercial space. And what we cover in the commercial space, we have products and services that address the enterprise, that also products and services for hospitality governmental. We've done a lot of government partnerships and business educational. We've connected in quite a few schools up here in Florida as well. And so we really look to connect all facets of that community. So when we're bringing our fiber in, it's being utilized in all parts of the community. And so that's really how we think about Summit Broadband as we continue to expand out our networks across the state of Florida. So I know that bridging the digital divide is something that is dear to your heart and also part of that vision for Summit Broadband. So can you talk a little bit about how, you know, your plan to do that in, you know, here in Florida and also your partnerships with municipalities and how that plays into it? Yeah, absolutely. And and COVID shined a, a huge light on the deficit of our ability to connect in all facets and, and bridging that digital divide became a huge initiative uh, across our country. And so there's a number of programs and initiatives, as, as many know, that's coming from our federal government, but also Governor DeSantis also just approved another $400 million in addition to the infrastructure bill to serve and bridge that digital divide across communities. So a perfect example for us, we participated in, a, it was a heavily competitive RFP process with the city of Lakeland, as an example. And we're selected as the provider of choice in, at the city of Lakeland for a number of reasons. But most importantly, we understood the lack of services as you get more into the rural areas. So we also understood that many different types of businesses and, and parts of the community were impacted. And one of them was the faith-based community. So we have a great relationship with the base, faith-based community, and we've done a joint partnership with a a very entrepreneurial individual in the city of Lakeland who's connecting up the churches. And what they found was during COVID, one of the greatest impacts were the faith-based community because they were not prepared to have high broadband speeds to be able to digitally distribute their messages to their parish in the the community. So that really hurt hard the faith-based community. So we did partner with them and we continued to connect up 
And what our partnership with this entrepreneur, his name's Pastor Holmes, is that he's delivering a, a fixed wireless solution where we bring the fiber to him. He deploys a fixed wireless solution. And then he distributes that out either free of charge to his you know, areas within his community or a very, very reduced rate, but he's delivering broadband speeds up. So that's been a great partnership for us that we're continuing to expand, not just in Lakeland, but other parts of Florida. What a great success story and so meaningful. You're making a huge difference there. Let's talk more about fixed wireless as a solution. And again, the audience may know exactly what it is, but there could be some that, that don't at this point. So what is it and why does it make sense today? Yeah, so it's a wireless solution, but the fixed piece comes with the fixed radios on the antennas, but they're connected ultimately to fiber. And so we bring in large pipes of bandwidth to these radios, and then they disperse out and distribute a signal that the residents can utilize and subscribe to. And as I said, in this example, this individual, Pastor Holmes, he's doing it and offering it either free, depending on the community and their income levels, or he's doing it at a very low cost of service. So it's a, it's a much more cost-effective way to reach an area where maybe it's lower housing density or lower income and housing density and just doesn't justify building fiber to these residents. So it's a great complementary service and a way to, again, connect these users, get them the, the speeds they need and deserve and can afford. So we're excited to be able to participate in that solution. So you talked about the communities of tomorrow and connected communities. So can you give more examples about that vision of how Summit Broadband is working to create these connected communities and what that would look like when it's complete or maybe never complete, but no, work work, <laughs> yeah, it's always a work in process because you just can't be completely ubiquitous everywhere. And, and we work great with other partners and service providers to help extend that reach. But, but when we think about connecting the community, it starts with fiber-based solutions because that's the underlying infrastructure that allows us to interchange technologies as they may become obsolete. And we know we're moving at a very fast pace. We're on with continued advancements in technology. So fiber is the underlying architecture that allows you to do that. And so we deploy high counts of fiber. And then when we talk about connecting the community, it's being able to serve all facets of that community. So when we think about some of these government programs, we're a service provider that's going to help be one of those service providers to build out the fiber networks. But we're going to serve, like I said, the enterprise, the resi, the governments, educational institutions, et cetera. And we don't want to lose sight of deploying that fiber and then only single sourcing it to somebody who's only going to serve resi. Because when the kids leave their homes and go to school, the schools need to be connected. When the parents leave home, go to work, the work their work needs to be connected. When when they're all driving to each of the locations, they need to be connected. And so we partner with the wireless companies and also help them get connected connected to all the towers through our backhaul solution. So that's another aspect of the connected community. And then the last part for us, we at Summit, we live here in Florida. We operate in Florida. We're headquartered here. Our employees live here. And so we're involved in the community, the associations. And so we're part of that uh, connection. And we understand that. And we want to be participants in those communities where we serve our customers. So 
that's really the entire piece or the last piece of it is, is the employees being part of that connected community. So you said something earlier, which I loved, that your people are your greatest assets. And I just, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I know that you do too, Kevin. And so there's a lot of challenges right now with hiring, retaining, engaging. How are you navigating those challenges? You know, what are you facing? And any particular strategies that you're using that are working to to find great talent? Because I know that you need to hire a lot of people to really complete your mission here, right? Right. Yeah, no, and it's and it is challenging. And we all know that there has been such a labor shortage and challenge around retention. So we put some programs in place. And, and I do want to say this because I know a lot of people say, hey, my employees are my greatest asset. And that's true. And they should say it because they truly are your greatest asset. And one of the core values that we extend, not just to our employees, but we ask our employees to extend to our customers, our vendors, our creditors, is that we put people first. And it's really important for us to remember that we're all people. We're just trying to navigate this crazy thing called life and things changed. People were different, people were running through problems, whatever. But just remember to put people first. And our team, they're really thoughtful about that. They do a good job. And I love the, to watch the work that they've done. But there is a lot of work that we need to do in our, our management team to continue to drive a certain culture and a sense of engagement for our employees. So we've put in a number of initiatives that we tackle, such as we do an employee pulse survey that they get to really give us direct feedback anonymously throughout the year. We actually put together an employee culture committee that's represented by all our departments across the company. Gives them an opportunity to really provide feedback, ideas, and thoughts around how we can better engage and retain and, and make them feel part of what we love to call the Summit Broadband family. Everyone that comes on board, we welcome them to the Summit Broadband family. They are part of our family here. We've uh, we implemented a number of training programs. We've added more resources for them. We continue to employ recognition programs. We also look at the, the one thing you always think is an issue. Uh, we do compensation studies annually, and, and that's a big facet of it. But we find that that's not what really drives uh, an employee. And then the, the last thing I'll tell you is that we've embraced this remote work schedule. We do do a hybrid schedule. It's a little bit unique. We continue to be flexible and fluid in what we do, but we know that's the future and we understand that's the future. And we've embraced that fully and, and we feel like we've found a bit of a mix that works today and, and we'll be flexible to change that again tomorrow if we have to. So we've got, as you pointed out, we've got a, a very called a, a hockey club growth plan, which is in place and moving forward and we're excited about it. So we do bring a lot of employees in over the next 12 months and we continue to do that. And we do that carry through your, the partnership we have with you and your RPO programs. We're really excited because your team has done a phenomenal job in enabling us to find great talent. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And it's been so easy to staff for Summit Broadband, I will say. And everything that you just said, Kevin, is absolutely 100% true that you put people first and it is a family. And the thing that I love that you said, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to 
adopt this at Broadstaff. I love what you said. You put together an employee culture committee. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it represents each division. And what a great idea. I just think that's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And Carrie, we allow them to really just develop their own agenda. We gave them kind of some baseline, some views and thoughts, but they're often running on their own and they're coming up with some great ideas. And we're going to work to implement some. Well, I shared some of them that Barry came up with, and we'll continue to implement them as we move forward. The last thing I will say about the employee and the culture is we take a great, we go to an extreme in adhering to a few basic principles for our employees. One of them is transparency. We want to be so transparent because in what we're doing, because one, it makes them feel part of the team. But two, it enables them to, to be decision makers in everything they do. They know which direction we're heading and which direction we're rowing. And we know that the more they know, the more they can make good decisions on our behalf to move the company forward. There's a couple other pieces we talk about within our management team, which is being very clear, a lot of clarity around when we bring a new person in, what is your role and what is the expectations of your role? So the, those expectations are delineated right out of the gate. And then we make sure that our managers are accountable to continue to meet those expectations because they came on board expecting X, Y, and Z. Now we got to do our part and make sure we meet those expectations. And then finally, the last piece that we talk about internally too is accountability because we don't want other employees to say, hey, you're not holding everyone accountable to what you're holding me accountable to. So we want fairness across the board. And those are a handful of key principles that we adopted internally to make sure that employees understand, you know, their role, their expectations, they're all treated equal as we move forward. So one thing that you do well there at Summit Broadband and, and also under your leadership, Kevin, is that, you know, leadership development. I mean, we find working with your leaders that there's alignment, there's, I mean, you just have some really strong, strong leadership that are dedicated to the principles that you just mentioned, which it can be difficult, right? To make sure that that's all the way down the line that there's consistency. So, but I want to ask you because you are, again, from my point of view, one of the most incredible leaders in our industry. And I want you to tell me what has made you a successful leader. You know, what are your core principles? that you know that, look, I will never stray from this and this is what I believe in. Yeah, and one of them I shared with you, you know, over the years you learn from others that you work with, I always relate it back to my brothers. I've got three brothers, two of them are older and I always knew what not to do with my parents <laughs> when they got into, right. got into trouble. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that because I know that's gonna get me in trouble. And it's similar to others that, I've, uh, that have mentored me and, and led me over the years. And I get, I'm going to go back to this transparency concept. It was one of my most important skills or traits or principles that I wanted to adhere to, to the nth degree. And when I first came on board with Summit, the first all staff call, we were so transparent that the existing team that was in place were like, whoa, you can't share all this. Help me understand why. I don't quite grasp that. Everybody started to embrace that. So that's one. The second thing that's really important is, is empathy and understanding. I started to touch on this before, empathizing with people. People are good people. And I always say they're great people until they prove you otherwise, and, you know, because you will get an example from time to time. But 
you know, just because somebody's having a bad day doesn't mean they're a bad person. And, and everybody has personal lives and empathizing with that because you don't know what's going on in their personal lives. And so you got to give them a pass and understand them and that some open up, some may not, but you just got to really retain a good sense of empathy with your employee base. And, and they just, they'll run through walls for you. They know that you're there for them. And so that's probably the two biggest things for me as we move the company forward, because you can put all the goals, objectives on the walls and push, push, push. But if they don't think you're there for them, with them, pretty thick and thin, it's none of it's going to matter. Mm. You are speaking the language of today's workforce. So I applaud you for that. How do you develop leaders in your company? And whether it's a, it's a new leader or an ex, you know a leader that has enormous experience, I mean, ha, do you have any sort of formal development or how do you handle that? Yeah, we don't necessarily have formal development. We're working towards that. There's been a lot of work that we had to get through in my first couple of years here at Summit Broadband. And those are critical aspects of uh, building a strong company. And we do want to grow and be the leading provider here in the state of Florida. And we're on that track. We expect to get there. So, so there's that's going to be critical because we want to build and, and continue to promote from within and provide the right training. One of the other favorite sayings I love for team that I work with here is that we can try to do it all ourselves, but it's not scalable. And therefore, you have to rely on your teams to make decisions on your behalf. So allowing them to be more autonomous will help them to be better leaders. Spot check and guide and coach along the way. And then we do provide, we have a significant training program. We, we invested in some trainers internally, and we've got a, another great partnership and a PEO and Sparity. I'm not trying to plug them for any reason other than I, I could probably sell for them. They're, they're a great platform. They've got a significant training platform we're able to leverage for training classes and so forth. But really, I think we do a lot of communication internally, and we're consistently doing all calls your leadership team calls, and it's very thorough. And so our view is that they are hopefully learning from what we're doing and how we're operating. So we try to lead by example. We like to call ourselves working executives. We roll our sleeves up. We're in, in the weeds with everybody else. And But there does need to be a formal training program over time to help continue to develop because they just don't won't pick it all up on their own. That's something that will have to be on the works for us. Hmm. So, Kevin, where will Summit Broadband be in five years? And what just lights you up about the future? Yeah, so we continue to look at great opportunities, and it's all about edging out and getting that fiber throughout. And, and I'll use the word ubiquitous. I'd love to be ubiquitous across the state. I, we, I should tell you, the team, we want to be that leading provider across the state of Florida. We've developed the relationships develop the partnerships. And there's a lot of good work that's going that could put us across the entire state today. Today, when you think about our footprint, our networks today, and we've moved quickly. When I came on board, it was really Orlando and Naples. We've since uh, expanded on the edge out around Orlando. So we have a pretty dense footprint there. We've worked our way west to Winter Haven, City of Lakeland, Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater. And now we're starting to edge down. We're working on some opportunities within Manatee, Sarasota. We have a significant footprint in all of Lee County and Collier County. So you think about City Cape Coral, Port Myers, 
uh, Naples, we're building throughout Marco Island. So we're moving quickly, but for some of the broadband, we want to connect up those in communities and really bridge the digital divide. So when we think about connecting communities, it's not just those central business district districts, it's out in the rural markets. And there's some things in the works that could put that into play fairly quickly. It may not be five years, it could be two years. So we're excited about what's in, in the works. Can't wait. We may have to do another episode and uh, check in on. Yeah, check in, check in sure. on That's great. So Kevin, I am sure that there are people listening right now that say, I want to be part of the Summit Broadband family. So where can we go to find out more about Summit Broadband and also the jobs available right now? Yes, we're on a big hiring spree. And if you go to our website for Summit Broadband, at the bottom, you'll see a careers page. And on there, it lists every job and you fly right online. And I'll tell you, I think we've got about 30 open positions today. So we're moving quickly and we continue to fill quickly. So we've already added just since last year, about 70 positions. And we're on pace to uh, add another 70 between now and the end of the year. That's so, so exciting. Kevin, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I've learned a lot from you and just have a, a great deal of respect for you, all that you've done and all that you're doing. So thanks for coming on the show. Gary, it has been great. And as I said, we enjoy our partnership. Thank you for all you do for us. And thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, Kevin. You take care. We'll see you soon. Right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.